Wine Monk Arizona Wine Podcast by Cody Vladimir Burkett. Welcome to a very special blind tasting podcast. Uh, you know me, of course. Uh, I'm Cody, the Wine Monk. I am James, a colleague, friend, and boon companion of said monk. Hi, Christy. Can you, like, talk louder? Hello, I'm Christy, the counselor. So we're celebrating the fact that we have an employee that seems like they're going to stick around. Hooray. And James got a really fancy bottle of Pinot, and then I was like, wait, I have other bottles of Pinot. Let's do a blind tasting. And James, your question just before I started recording was? Uh, although we cannot see the bottles, may we know which Pinots are present tonight? And I said, uh, no, they're Pinot Noir. Yes. Uh, just kidding. Um, we have, of course, Burgundy. We have Willamette Valley. We have Northern New Mexico. Uh, we have Del Rio Springs, uh, Chino Valley. We have Sonoma, uh, Russian River Valley. We have uh, Taylor's Pass uh, in New Zealand. And, and the special one. And the special one, which is the Burgundy. Oh, okay. Givray Chambertin. The, the Pinot of all Pinots. Uh, so I wrapped these up earlier, um, and then I had, so I have no idea what's blind and what's what. I had Christy number them blindly. Um, so we're all kind of on the same page here. This is number one. Number eins. Before we start off here, I want to begin with the classic... Uh, infamous Pinot speech uh, from Sideways. I wouldn't say infamous at all. That's true. It was the the speech that launched the thousand Pinot Noir sales. uh, And uh, really made Pinot popular. So here we go from uh, Sideways. I mean, it's like a thing with you. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's a hard grape to grow, as you know, right? So it's, uh, it's thin-skinned, temperamental, ripens early. It's, you know, it's not a survivor like Cabernet, which can just grow anywhere and uh, thrive even when it's neglected. Nah, Pinot needs constant care and attention. You know, and in fact, it can only grow in these really specific little tucked away corners of the world. And and only the most patient and nurturing of growers can do it, really. Only somebody who really takes the time to understand Pinot's potential can then coax it into its fullest expression. Then, I mean, oh, its flavors, they're just the most haunting and brilliant and thrilling and subtle. 
dimension on the planet. So we're dealing with Pino from some very specific small corners of the world tonight. Uh, come on. Come on. No, no, no. Come on. <laughs> this phone is being cantankerous, of course. Big shocker. <laughs> anyway, so we got Pino number one. Right. So uh, we've all got the same glass, which are dollar glasses from the dollar store that are kind of Pino-esque shaped. Well, looking at this wine, I can deduce immediately that it is indeed a Pinot Noir. <laughs> yeah, so it's definitely light-bodied, like you'd expect for a Pinot-like color, uh, or as light as we can tell in the dark mm. here. Yeah, I can't tell anything. I see dark Moses. red. Those is very subtle. These are probably all a little too cold, but... I get uh, rose hips, uh, oak, cherry... Ooh, this is delightful, whatever it is. Watch out. Ponder. Again, the nose to me was somewhat subtle and understated, but the fruit in this one's coming out very strongly. Christy, what do you think? I agree. Very, very minimal nose. But I don't know if that's the temperature or the wine. High acidity. Wow, that's high acidity. Not my favorite Mel Brooks movie. High acidity? Oh, I'm sorry. I, thought, I was thinking high anxiety. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, Suspino has high anxiety. <laughs> like <most> me. <laughs> like all of us. <laughs> and of course, in that lovely little speech by Miles, as anybody who's seen that movie countless times has already deduced, he's actually not just talking about the grape, he is talking about himself and his search for his love match. Somehow I've ended up becoming more cynical than Miles. I didn't think that was possible. And less creepy. This is true, I am a lot less creepy than him. You are jovial and approachable and not creepy at all. <laughs> he terrifies me. I can't do the movie. That's okay. We're not asking you to. Thank you. <clears throat> There's also this underlying almost like flint character. Mm -hmm. That sharpness and angularity on the finish. Uh, it makes me think of like chopped uh, crushed flint or, uh, or or river rock maybe mm. or, or stone graphite could be yeah graphite and flint I'm getting the rose yeah I should have brought us a spittoon but eh it matters not have we eaten? I, did, I had a, a late lunch. Very good. And uh, I had a Merkin pizza. 
I have fudge if you want some fudge. Uh, that's about the only easy to make food I've got right now. It's okay. As long as it's not recycled fudge. No. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> I'm sorry. Such crude, crude language is not fit for a dignified setting such God as this. God damn it, man. We're drinking Pinot Noir. All right. <laughs> <laughs> On a scale of 1 to 10, where would you guys rate this one, personally? Um, okay, I'm the wrong person to ask because I don't love Pinot Noir, so That's I would okay. say a 6. Okay, 6 for you. Give it a 7. It's good. 7. I, I would stick with a 7 myself. It's it's better than some Pinots I've had. I've had one or two better. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, I'm thinking that we guess which one is where at the very end. At the end? Yeah. After we've had them all? After we've had them all. Okay. I need smaller pores then. Okay. Um, I mean, you could dump it over the edge, but... Or chug. Uh, Don't worry about me, brother. I'll be disposing of my entire portion. The proper way. Or you could pour it into this decanter. What I have here as a pour-over is the Govino plastic decanter, which, though it's small size, can actually hold a bottle of wine. Uh, Unlike my really fancy glass decanter that's really cool-looking that doesn't hold an entire bottle of wine, which makes no sense because it's twice the size. That holds an entire bottle of wine? Yes! How? I swear to God, this thing is like the fucking TARDIS. <laughs> it must be bigger on the inside. It's got a portable hole built into it yeah. for all it's, you D&D geeks. It's so f- weird because when I saw this, I'm like, there's no way. And so what did I do? I tried it out and I'm just like, holy crap. Because I got one of these originally for Gary mm, uh, for yeah. the RV. Yeah, that's smart. I say, brother, do you have a pen? Because I'm going to have to make notes. Um, I have an old man's memory as we proceed. I do. Uh, give me one moment. I have one rather accessible. Oh, okay. oh excellent, excellent. I just That's even better. Play a around pen. here. I must have it back because it's my favorite. But of course, and sadly, I'm going to have to deface one of my poems. <laughs> which I will not inflict upon the listeners. Okay, we have Pinot number two. This one, I believe. Uh, two. Shank you. are welcome. Wait, shank me? You're going to stab me? <laughs> Just kidding. Uh. What's the difference between a shank and a shiv? Well, that's for another podcast. Uh, a shank shiv? is the act, and a shiv is the tool, I believe. I think you're right. Okay. Um, because a shiv, I know, is the, the prison knife, so to speak. And a shank can be done without a prison knife. It can yeah. be done with a regular knife. weapon. Or even be like... A toothbrush. Yeah, well, that would be here. That would definitely be a shiv. Mm. Earthier. This is, yeah, definitely heavier on the earth. Uh, almost like stewed plums. Although, 
I feel like the legs on the other one were stronger. Mm. Uh, looking at this one, Ooh, it's yeah. a little light. It looks like this one's a little darker, too. Yes, yes. Yeah. That changes my guess on number one. But I'm not telling you that. That's okay. I do have some preconceived ideas of how each Pinot but let's see if my gamble is correct. There is some floral notes, but it's heavier florals. Definitely heavy. Um, not so much rose, but darker purple flowers. Red fruit going on, man. Mm. Not so crazy about the finish on this one. It feels a little disjointed. Like, you got the fruit, and then there's, like, an almost noticeable gap, and then you've got the sour, stewed fruit, and then earth. Like, rich earth, like you've reached down to, like, almost like mulch, or forest floor and mushroom. Oh, yeah, I hear it. I smell the, or I taste the mushroom. I didn't think earth, but I definitely can like taste the. What is it about mushrooms? Like, what is that taste? What would you call that? Um, the I think official terminology for it uh, in sommelier speak is forest floor. <laughs> um, I what causes it? I don't know. It all sounded like Schwarzenegger. Forest floor. <laughs> the the nose on more. it like hits me like pepper. It doesn't smell like pepper, but it kind of like tickles like pepper in my nose. Yeah, high alcohol. Uh, so that I think is is another uh, potential issue with this vintage. I will stake my left foot that this is not the Chambertin. Yeah, I agree. This is. Mm -hmm too disjointed to be a mythical burgundy. I'm not sure what it is on hand. Where do we have again? We have Oregon and California. Oregon, and New California, New Mexico, Arizona. Um, burgundy. And New, uh, New Zealand. Okay. My gut instinct is that this is California, but I... Why do you say that? Mostly because I just fucking hate California Pinot. <laughs> um, to be honest. Just a note for the listenership. Uh, if it is a California Pinot, it's the one California Pinot I bequeath unto him as a gift. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's something else here in that forest floor character I don't normally associate with California. I associate that more with Oregon, so I'm kind of confused. And maybe this is actually, you know, we're... we're you know, it's too early to guess, but anyway, I'll shut up. I have theories. But I feel like I like the Oregon Pinot Noirs more than I like this one. I... Yeah, there's something yes. not Oregon about it, and I'm trying to figure out what it is. There's... Oregon doesn't taste like forest floor to me. It tastes like rainforest. There's... I'm trying to... I can't get any distinct landscape character offhand. What fruits do you taste... I'm getting red fruit, little cherry, red currant, cherry, red. stewed plum, uh, sugar plum. 
now that I've swirled this in the glass, it's becoming more... Complex. Complex and more... Um, that's the word I'm looking for. Unified? Yeah, it's not as disjointed like as it Pluribus was at first. Like out of many, finally they all come into one. Which originally, despite its uh, vaunted addition in the... Uh, Constitution originally came from a recipe uh, for a fish dish, I think, in Apicus. Uh Out of many ingredients, one. In the words unum. of the late, great Johnny Carson, I did not know that. <laughs> well, I, I would give this a solid six. Uh, maybe 5.5. I'll go six. Um, I'll go 5.5. You know, number three. Let me dispose of this. color of those last two? Mm, I think it's lighter than number one. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting the... Oh, wow, yeah, this is pale. Now that I actually put it up to the porch light. I'm definitely getting different aromas. Holy herbaceousness, one. Batman. Yes. Creosote... I'm... Creosote almost, um... Petrichor, um, tomato leaf. Tomato leaf. Tomato leaf. It's a shockingly. That's how an do act. you know what that smells like? Because I've smelled tomato leaves. Jeez. And he has eaten candied violets as well. I know. No violets in this one, though. I'm not getting any floral character off the bat. No. No. This, this is just more holy. of the traditional. Pinot that I've come to expect, you know, kind of the earthy, dead leaf, autumny sort of thing. Yeah, this is a, an autumn wine for sure in this number three. You mean like mulling spices? Not so much mulling spices, although there is a little bit of spice note there, um, but it just makes you think of curling up in a warm blanket. Medium acidity, no tannin. The fruit is definitely there on the palate, but not not really there on the nose. More subtle. Again, my my Pinot standard, the fruit taste tends to be muted a little bit. Mm -hmm. I like this one. Mm -hmm. I do too. I'm gonna rate this one a solid eight. Maybe eight point five. There's something about this that's cozy. Mm -hmm. This is a cozy wine. Um, very drinkable. Very drinkable, but it's not quaffable um, because you don't want to pound this. It's, no, no, it's no, a no. sipping. You know, it's something that you know you want to sit with on a warm night, maybe in front of a fire. Every uh, taste, every stars. drop is pregnant with subtleties. Yeah, this is. Uh, 
I don't think this is burgundy, though. There's something here that's not burgundy. Um, it's more of a... The Tawar character's sort of ashy limestone uh, yeah. I'm getting. Along with all that creosote. I'm... This could either be New Mexico or Arizona for this one. I don't I don't know what a, a New Mexico Pinot... You haven't had the New Mexico Pinot Well, before? I've had a New Mexico Pinot. You well, okay, a couple. Uh, but not the one that I have. Mm. Uh, the one that uh, is in this lineup as a gift from uh, my Instagram cohort, Wine Hippie. <laughs> uh, I like this, this one's got a little bit of, like, gentle tannin. Yeah, but it's not like rough. Doesn't rough get you, doesn't get you in the jaw. Just kind of dries out your tongue. Yeah. Mm. Kind of like the way your tongue feels after a really long makeout session. <laughs> or a really strong cup of tea. Or a really strong cup of tea. I could go further with this, but I'm not going to. Anybody remember the Sam Kinison and the alphabet routine? Oh, I'll just leave it at that. Oh. oh. <laughs> it helps to know multiple, multiple alphabets. <laughs> Speaking from experience. We're, we're going way over Christie's head, which is good. Which is, in this case, is <laughs> very she, good. She'd be thankful. But if you're not referencing SNL, I'm kind of lost. I like this. This is a good solid It's not burgundy. I don't know where this is, but the creosote aspect makes me think. I don't think it's California either. No. No, definitely not California. It's it's not over extracted and pompous. Mm-hmm. Uh, attaining to I'm delusions. Pray, I'm kind of praying it's Arizona so that we can leave happy. That would be a wonderful surprise. I, I want to say this is Arizona or New Mexico. But I, I don't want to pin anything on it just I yet. I also until... would not be surprised if it was New Zealand. Could be. It could be. I don't know. We will find out. Something tells me that this is going to be one of the bottles we fight over for when we're done recording over who gets to take it. Well, I don't fight very hard. Uh, yeah, this is, uh, I, I get the fruit, and yet I get other things as well, and it's it's subtle. It's the way a, a good Pinot should be, by my standard. Yeah. It's a classic Pinot without being overly classic, in, in some ways, if that makes sense. Um, that's a really well-adjusted, I'm talking about this like it's employee, it's a really well-adjusted Pinot. Let's hope together. that our employee is like that. How about that? <laughs> I remain optimistic. Holy shit, this bottle is heavy. I feel like this this one has like some sort of foodie type of characteristic, but not a... Foodie? Mm-hmm. As in, would pair with food, or is like food? Is like food. I'm trying to think of what it tastes like. Oh yeah, here we go. Definite minerality going here, man. This is number... Five. Four. Four. Wow. This has to be burgundy. Oh my gosh. Uh, overpowering forest floor, fruit, stewed plum, mm. uh, subtle baking spices. 
Holy mushrooms. Nikes. I said mushrooms twice. No, you said forest for the first time. I did. And you said mushrooms the second to time. To me, they're two different scents. You say mushrooms all the time because you're a fun guy. Ah. Ah. So kind of dark. It's almost got like an anise type of smell. It also has uh And this is number one. Do you find that one nostril smells better than the other? Yes, and it switches. Really? I've noticed. This is number four? Yes. How about you, James? Hold on one second. It also has, uh, uh, I think this is burgundy because uh, I'm remembering. Not just because of the weight of the bottle? Not just because of the weight of the bottle. Because I've seen uh, California and Oregon Pinots with that same bottle weight. Um, and passion bottles with that. And the passion bottles, <laughs> yeah. too. Um, so they're, they're one of my favorite Twitter accounts is uh, Shit My Sommelier Says. And it's all weird, fun, quirky things. Uh, Dried strawberries. Yeah, definitely dried strawberries. But they say the best way to to know uh, you've got a burgundy and then your glass in a blind tasting that smells like a really good dump. (laughs) And I almost get that sort of like nutty character of like coyote droppings. No. No, you do not. Or a really, or almost like a really satisfying fart. <laughs> yeah, which is which the ones is the, that you fart underneath the blanket and you like hold it up. Yeah, your face. It, it, oh, it's yeah. Dutch oven. <laughs> which you know oh, I thought. Oh, now that you say it, like, can you smell like like oatmeal with cranberries? Yeah. A more polite way of saying Dutch oven. I got a little. <laughs> Somalia speak for Dutch oven. Just a meal with cranberries. <laughs> Steel oats, cranberries, walnuts. Yeah. A little bit of extra nutmeg. Mm. Ten. Ten? Really? I'll give it an eight and a half. I'm gonna nine it. Yeah, I'll, I'll... I feel like I reserve my tens for special occasions. You know, I, I think I will go with nine on this, just to err on the safe side, but... This is, I think, the quintessential uh, old-world yes. Pinot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Are you going to be surprised if that is the Russian River Valley one? I will be super surprised if that's the Russian River Valley one. Or if it's the uh, 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 Arizona one, because I think the Arizona bottle was pretty heavy, too. Oh, really? And if this is the Arizona one, and it beat out the other ones, what are we going to do then? The Burgundians are going to throw a fucking fit, is what's (laughs) going to happen. We have to figure out how to find your podcast first and speak our language. Yeah, that's true. Well, they're the ones who got hold of Joan of Arc, and look what happened to her. Oh, that's not fair. You know, martyrdom is, you know, one of the ten ways I would like to die, so. (laughs) What's your top way that you want to die, Christy? (laughs) I want to wrestle an alligator to death. I like that answer. What about you? 
Uh, well, I saw a fly fall into a glass of wine the other day, so that's kind of on the angle of where I'm heading. Drowning in wine? Uh, for me, it would have to be drowning in Malvasia, though, if we're going to be ah, drowning in wine. Ah, there we go. Um, I don't understand that love affair. Of course. You don't have to. You're not me. You, I know. If Although, you, to be fair, if we're doing... Um, oh, here's a fun game we can play. Mary kill fuck with grapes and wine styles. Ooh, I like this. Uh, for me, Mary would be Sacrantino de Montefalco. Fuck would be Malvasia Bianca, specifically uh, Wilcox Malvasia. Okay. Uh, kill uh, White Zan. Oh. So we can't reuse those grapes at all? No, you can if you want, but, you know, be more creative if you can. Okay. Mary and Alionico. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, as far as... Uh, fuck would be uh, an old vine zin I had once about ten years ago I paid nine dollars for. It was jammy, fruity, delicious as heck, but, you know, kind of vulgar, I suppose. And kill? I... Any wine not made from... Freaking grapes, how about that? I would disagree, because I've had some very interesting non-grape wines over the years. I agree. Rhubarb uh, wine is intriguing. I just, you know, have a I've little... I've never had a rhubarb wine, but I've heard good things, but I'm thinking specifically the Acatillo wine from Trident, uh, well, which was made from go. flowers. the apple pie? Fair enough. Oh, the apple pie. Oh, so good. All right, all right. But that's just our opinion. Well, you know what how I... How about s- you can kill pineapple wine, because we all can agree yeah. that there's no okay, such thing Okay, fine, I'll narrow it down to pineapple wine. It doesn't belong in wine, and it doesn't belong on a pizza. Uh, I just, hey, you know, now! <laughs> I disagree on the pizza, but that's a different story. I... That's why I am orthodox in the true standard of righteousness. <laughs> I am going to... Okay. Hold on. Let's wait for this car to back out. But if I speak while the car is backing out, then the podcast listeners won't know who I'm going to fuck. Well, that's why we're going to wait until the car is oh. gone, and that way I can edit the part with the car out. Fair enough. And then you can answer the question. Okay, so I'm going to marry... I'd probably marry Verdejo. Okay. Okay. I'd probably fuck Blau Frankish. Ooh. Ooh. I have a Pennsylvania Blau Frankish oh. in my suitcase right now. I could... I could... I could go to bed with that one. Yeah, many it's good. many times, um, and I would probably kill. I I'm probably not supposed to say I'm going to kill Pinot Noir while we're drinking. Pinot you Noir. can if you want. <laughs> it's your opinion. I think, you know, I really feel like I would kill white white Zinfandel, and I would kill pineapple wine. But the worst I've had is the coconut wine that Dave brought back from Guam. Ooh. That sounds horrifying. <laughs> My god. Like, we had a hard time finishing it. Kind of horrifying. That's when you just throw it into, like, a Thai-style stir-fry and hope for the best. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. It even came in a coconut. Yeah. It was bad. That can't be sanitary. It was bad. <laughs> well, it came in a plastic thing that was somehow inside a... Now that I think about it. Like, I don't know how you get a plastic bottle inside a coconut. That reminds me. Why does Dr. Pepper come in a bottle? His wife died. 
<laughs> oh, that is gross. <laughs> okay, so you the there were two people that were just talking about farts and Dutch ovens and and now I'm the villain. Come on. Yes, because that's sex related and sex is evil, obviously. <laughs> Boil me alive and aqua. Hey, why don't you fight a uh, dinosaur? Why? You'll get your ass kicked. Oh! (laughs) Diverts, Jermaine. I hardly know her. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so now we're on number five. Yes? Yes. I don't know. So the longer that one sat in my glass, that heavy one, the less I liked it. Okay. I feel like I still like three better than four. Okay. Muted rose. Mm-hmm. Definitely rose. It's Pinot in color. Oh, holy roses. This reminds me of, like, the rose water on Holy Saturday. That gets, like, launched in your... Or, no, not or Holy Or the rose Saturday. water in, like, Persian restaurants. Yeah, but I'm also thinking of church stuff. A little bit of pomegranate, too, speaking of uh, Persian stuff. Yeah, I could see that. How many more we have after this one? Just one. Just one. Oh, bye. Okay, we'll see if money. Juicy on the fruit. I, I feel. <laughs> I, I almost said, are you sure there's just one? Because I thought there were seven. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Crap, I'm almost good. Blueberry. Almost. Some black fruit going on in this one, I'll say. Oh, wow, that. yeah. This is dark on terms of palate for Pinot. I want to say this is California. I don't know. I like this too much for it to be California. Supposedly good California Pinot exists. (laughs) We came back with some good California Pinot. And of course there is the specially developed hybrid grape of which Pinot Noir is one of the parents, I believe. And this one is supposed to be especially good if you're getting older and having prostate and incontinence problems. And they're going to call this grape Pinot More. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I feel like when you say blueberry, you mean blueberry pie. Yeah. Blueberry absolutely. pie, definitely. Certainly. I can go with that, yeah. Because I don't get the blueberries, but I definitely get the pie. Are you alright, brother? (coughs) You need some water? He's good. There. Okay. Uh, It doesn't taste good going down the wrong pipe, I can tell you that. Doesn't that help you, like, aerate it? Yeah, on my lungs, (laughs) which have no taste buds. I'm going to try a new style of decanting called long aeration. <laughs> Rich and fruity. I mean, tasty, but hardly characteristic of a peanut. Yeah, this is something in a blind tasting I would be like, this is not a peanut. This is a... I almost said this is a space station. <laughs> that's no peanut. That's a space station. Um, I, you lost me again. Uh, Star, Star, Wars, Star Wars. Episode 4. A New Hope. That's no moon. That's a space station. Oh, wait, Uh, which one is that? The original. The one that came out in 77, 41 years ago. God. Amazing. Yeah, I want to say this is California. This is definitely a New World style Pinot. Yeah. 
Most assuredly. I don't feel like this is California. I'm going to be surprised if this is California. Okay. I mean, it could be New Mexico. It could be It could be in New Zealand. I, yeah, don't, so yeah, is, I don't know. Tell me more about New Zealand. Do they make old world wines? Do they make new world wines? Do they make both? They make both. I think it's um, kind of depends on the vintner. Uh, this particular one was courtesy of Snooth Media from the tasting that uh, you joined me with for, mm -hmm. for New Zealand wine. That was the bottle that we didn't open ah. uh, from Taylor's Pass. Uh, and for most of the wines we tasted from that winery, they were more of a New World style yeah, than Old true. World, I would say. Dave loved that bubbly. And Dave doesn't normally love wine. He'll drink it with me. But he really liked that bubbly. This is Okay. Again, juicy. It's tasty, but not characteristic of. of yeah, and a blind tasting. But think of... about it like with pie. Oh yeah! <laughs> oh, I'm just like a going great back shooting to that. star, man. Oh, and I missed it. Oh yeah, that was. I a just keep going back to bright one too. There is, I believe, the Leonid meteor yes, shower. Yes, that is correct. I don't know what direction that's supposed to be, or what time the intensity is supposed to peak, but uh, midnight probably. I mean, that, that one looked like someone shot off a Roman candle. That was good. Mm. A hard six. Really? This is your least favorite? Six five. I'll be charitable and give it a seven for juicy delightfulness. No, I mean, it's not a bad wine. It's just, for a Pinot, this isn't Pinot. Right. Or it doesn't seem like a Pinot. Ah, uh, to me, my first thought when I taste this is, oh, this is a Grenache yes. blend. Really? It's not light enough to be a Grenache. No, but it's certainly juicy enough on the palate to be, though. True. And we know how pale Arizona Grenache is. So to me, you know, oh, this is a New World Paso Grenache blend, maybe with Cunois. Or this would be a dead ringer for Cunois for me. I changed my answer. I okay. don't want to marry Verdejo. I okay. want to marry Albarino. Okay. You and your Latin I don't know lovers. why that's important for me to say out loud. <laughs> I just want to make sure that Because Albarino is really a good grape. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that Albarino still wants to marry me. Essentially. The last tasting that I was supposed to do, and I got trapped in the tasting room, so I, I couldn't take part of it, and I, but I still have the case. Uh, was an Albarino tasting, uh, including a sparkling Albarino, <gasps> which I have not tried yet. No way! Yahweh. Ooh. Yahweh. <laughs> That's weird. Waiting for the lightning bolt. Okay, cool. No lightning bolt, okay. Safe. Yeah, it's a six, because this is not what I think of when I think of Pinot. Mm -mm. I feel like this is the California. Okay. Or maybe the New Mexico. Wait, didn't you see the California for the last one? No, I said hard burgundy for the last okay. one. Okay. You think uh, this one's a California because of its juiciness? Yeah, because it's what I think of when I think of California Pinot. Like that whole juicy, fruity thingy. All right. Last but one. But I could be wrong. And we'll find out. Uh, after this last one, which Christy mysteriously numbered as number seven. <laughs> When I was a senior in high school, we had 
our senior prank was pigs, and we let loose pigs, and we named, numbered them one, two, three, and five. <laughs> and they looked for number four for probably three or four hours before they realized there was no number four. <laughs> it was the best. Again, this is more characteristic of a Pinot to me. This nose smells familiar. <clears throat> Which one does it smell like? It reminds me of number one or number two. I can't remember which one was which. But it reminds me of one of the first two. Mm-hmm. I think it's number two. Yeah. That smell of like almost baking spices type of smell. The fruit and then forest floor. Yeah. Yes. Not unsatisfying. Still has a little bit of that like limestoney graphite -y yeah. finish. Wow. It dries my teeth out. So yeah, this this definitely feels like it has more tannins. This is young. Compared to the others. Mm -hmm. That's an interesting face. <laughs> I need more water. This has far more tannins than all of the other ones. But it's got a, a strong herbaceous character, too. Yes. Uh, a little bit of forest floor mushroom. I forgot to turn my phone. I'm freaking silent. So I went bang! Got his Facebook. Um, you know what that means? That this podcast is just trash. <laughs> That's what editing is for. <laughs> now, three years ago, I've been like, oh my god, now it's ruined. And I was like, eh, it's editing. Really? Probably. Mm. I have changed a lot in the last three years. It's what is really unique. It's very different. The nose is a lot like number two, but the taste is so different. The taste is more like number three, or or number two. You said number two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, let's not go back no, to that. No, no, that's again. number four that's like number two, because of the Dutch oven. Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, when I can't think of anything to say, I'll just go with the standard Jack from Sideways answer. I don't know. Tastes pretty good to me. <laughs> it's juicy. I want to say, and I think that with some age, this is going to be a more like number two and number three. I don't know. This one doesn't have it really doing it for me. I don't like the tannins on this one. I feel like this Pinot is definitely younger than the others. Yeah. Mm hmm Somehow. I'm going to say this one's the New Zealand Pinot. Really? Mm hmm I feel like Taylor's pass was pretty good. 
yeah, the the Saw Blanc we had from there was really nice. It had that sort yeah. of flinty character, yeah, it was really which nice. I feel like is more like number one, huh? Or maybe this one. Uh, number, I think that one. Uh, number five. I think number five is Taylor's Pass. Okay. But that's my vote. Well, we'll 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 get into the voting here in a moment. I did not keep notes very well. That's okay. Neither, frankly, did I. <laughs> You're keeping better notes than we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is young. It needs more time. But I think that with time, this is going to be a pretty darn good Pinot. I don't know if it needs more. And I, I don't normally suggest decanting Pinot, but I'm wondering what would have happened if I had decanted that for like a I half wonder. hour before you guys had arrived. Well, and there is no way to know that you would have needed to decant it. Exactly, because it's no. a blind taste. Yes, it is. <laughs> well, Do you have one of those like single glass aerators? Uh, yes, sitting in passion or in cabal. Dang. Sorry, that was the the a useful gift from uh, Rachel, the good ex. There's such a thing as a good ex? Yeah. Wow. Rachel and I are pretty good friends, still. Actually, I have a good ex. When you met in Vegas? Yeah. Ah. We hung out in Vegas when we were there. I My ex-fiance would qualify. I don't remember her. We broke up just simply because she didn't want to be an army wife, for which I don't blame her. Have you tried reaching, thinking, have you, blah, blah, blah. have you thought about reaching out to her because now you're not in the army? I tried that after I got out, but she, the boyfriend she was with at the time was very jealous of me. I tried it so. small as we could do, Ian. Yes. Could you uh, revisit one for me, sir? Whoops. Ah! Very different taste. Sorry, are you ready I to guesstimate? I think my guesses are all screwed up. Eh, only one way to find out. Yeah. So, what do you think number one is? I wrote down Oregon. I think number one is New Mexico. Okay. I'm trying to remember what I thought this one was. Where do I write Oregon? I'm thinking... I'm thinking New Zealand for number one. Okay. Let's find out. Drum roll. Someone <laughs> do a drum roll. You are right. Hooray. It's Oregon? It's Oregon. Wow. Uh, Left Coast 2015 Estate Pinot Noir Cali's Gouvet. Uh, named for a left-handed dollar. Dollar. Wow. Named for a left-handed daughter, Cali's Cuvée reflects our family's passion for winemaking and a deep connection to the land where we live and farm. Our hand-tended vines grow on... Ancient sandstone soils amid old-growth oh. oak forests and Jurassic-era fossils. 
aged in French oak and bottled on the solar-powered estate, the wines are a product of the unique sustainable ecosystem we call home. Uh, Luke McColhone is the viticulturist and filing winemaker. Joe Wright is the final winemaker for this vintage. So, one for James. Hoorah! That's not army. I'm glad you recognized that. <laughs> okay. Number two, I guess I had California. Okay. I think number two is New Zealand. I think number two is New Mexico. Wait, did I think it was New Mexico? Shit. Hold on. No. I think this is one I thought. No, not California, because that's this one. Uh, I think this is New Mexico. James is two for two. <gasps> wow! Boleto, 2015 Pinot Noir, 18 barrel, Sonoma. Estate grown, estate bottled, Sonoma County. Granted, I have had this one before because my father has a whole bunch of these, and so I guess I tasted the familiar taste. Our estate vineyards in the hills southwest of Sebastopol produce distinct and structured wines. This blend is made from sustainably farmed Pinot Noir from our favorite hillside vineyards. Grape grower John Boletto and winemaker Anthony Beckman have produced a wine that showcases the unique environment and reflects the Boletto family's passion for the land. So we've got Oregon and California already yeah. chosen. Can I revisit three for like a small taste? Sure. Me too, please. Well, now I'm feeling like I'm going to be wrong on all my guesses. Mmm. This one. Oh. No, number three was the one I thought was New Mexico. Shit. I can't remember what I thought was number two. This is really good. Because this is the one I was talking about with the creosote and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, three is New Mexico. That's what I have too. Yeah, I don't know why I was thinking of... I don't know. What about you? I have no idea. Come on. I'm not even going to try to guess. Oh. I think... I'm, I'm going to pray that this one's Arizona. Okay. Wow, we were all wrong. Is it New Zealand? Villa Maria, New Zealand, Pinot Noir, oh, Taylor's Past Vineyard. I almost guessed New Zealand, but I thought good. I was going to be wrong again. And this was our second favorite of the evening, I think, yeah. unilaterally. Mm -hmm. I think so, too. I confess that I've never really given New Zealand Pinot Noir a chance, and now... I've only had one other, well, two after other... tonight, however, that's going to change. Well, one during the blind, the, the one during the snooth tasting, and then yeah. one I had on a date with someone in Phoenix. I honestly that think that the weird. snooth tasting is the only one I've had from New Zealand. This is really good. That yeah, is I good. I'm, I'm impressed. That's going to be one we're going to be fighting for. Well, 
Well. <laughs> Alright, so this is the one everybody seems to think is the burgundy. Yeah, this is this has to be the burgundy. What do you think? That's what I wrote. I've never tasted Can't a Chabreton, though. Would be. Whoa. Almost lost the bottle there. Alright, yeah. Gavray Chambertin, 2011. We were all right on that one. And I, have to I have to inject this, of course. Uh, when Napoleon was ruler of France, whenever he marched his armies by the Chambertin vineyards, legend has it that he made his soldiers salute the grapes because he was so enamored of Chambertin wines. This was our unilateral favorite, yes, too. Yes. Oh, I yeah. I don't know. I feel like I like the New Zealand one a lot, too. Oh, yeah, that was the one we both agreed was number two. But I like the nose on There's this one. There's just so much going on with I this I want a thing. candle made out of this. Yes. To think that such an elegant wine could have engendered a poop or fart conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we went there. <laughs> okay. Uh, number five. I put this one as Arizona. I think five is Arizona and six is Oregon. Wait, no, we already figured out Oregon. Well, New Mexico. All righty. So what did you say this was? Uh, Arizona. And you said Arizona? Uh, hold on. Because I think that this is, I thought that this was. Wait, are the only two left, Arizona and New Mexico? Yes. And the last <laughs> one was way more flavorful than the first, the fifth one. I'm going to say... This one's New Mexico. Okay. AZ. I, I think this is AZ, too. Um, it had that sort of... I feel like the New Mexico one is a young one? Yeah, I think so. Uh, not that I have much experience with New Mexico Pinot, but the one that I did have was a little bit tannic. How much experience do you have with Arizona Pinot? Uh, more, because I've drunk uh, every previous vintage of Del Rio... And then one bottle from Benita, and so then you, also the Wilcox AVA from Seculum. Do Arizona Pinots taste young to you? Kind of, but they're also unilaterally younger than most of the other Pinots that you find, because they're sold younger, hmm. just because of the nature of the Arizona wine industry. Interesting. This, aha! Del Rio Springs Vineyard, 2016, a state reserve Pinot Noir. Hold on while I try and read this label. Uh, Del Rio Springs Vineyard is located near the headwaters of the Verde River at the north end of Arizona's Chino Valley. At an altitude of 4,550 feet, this microclimate is well suited for the growing of cool climate wine grapes. Our state reserve Pinot Noir was aged 14 months in medium toast French oak barrels to enhance overall complexity. This is a concentrated rich wine with notes of blackberries, dark cherry, spice, leather, and forest floor. No, that's right. I remember. I said that this was the one that I thought was California. Because mm -hmm. it's like, oh, it's so fruity. <laughs> and I'm just like, there's no way this is Arizona. This is totally a new world. You know, I was wrong. Mm -hmm. But now that we've had California, it's like, oh, yeah, it's clearly the Arizona. I don't know why I said that. So by default, the last one, of course, is New Mexico. Indeed. Nueva. Nueva Mexico. Nueva Mexico. Ah, which is the one that I feel like we all like 
not the least, but it just didn't really do it much for really, me. It wasn't like, distinctive. Exactly. It was young. Yeah. It really dried me out. I grew it. I grew it. Sorry, the light's dim. I can't really read that. Uh, well excuse me. said. And your supporting argument? Okay, I can see the point. Okay, so this is the 2016 Pinot Noir. So same age as the Arizona, but interesting, more tannic. Way more tannic. Uh, Gruet Winery was founded on the vision and passion of French winemaker and patriarch Gilbert Gruet. World-class winemaker Laurent Gruet embraced his father Gilbert Gruet's legacy and was produ producing outstanding American sparkling and still wines in New Mexico for over 25 years. I always called this variety the king of the grapes. Still Pinot Noir is my favorite wine to drink with a very... I can't read that word. Feminine and delicate character. Uh, Laurent Gruet, winemaker and son of Gilbert Gruet. Burr. Burr? Burr. So you're, you're cold, in other words. Yes. Okay. Uh, well, we'll... Solve that problem here momentarily. Uh, so that was our Pinot podcast, and uh, I think super fun. I think James got the most right off the bat. I think James is the king of Pinot. Uh, for what that's worth. Well, um, all hail king of Pinot. King uh, of Pinot. And so far as sensitive and easily bruised and thin-skinned, <laughs> I definitely qualify. <laughs> Just ask a certain Emily who lives oh. in the Oh, don't. Don't, <laughs> ask don't bring her. up Emily. All right, all right. It was yeah. all good fun. That hurt, man. That was a... He just threw a big wad Here, of aluminum foil in it. Throw it so too. heavy. Wow. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Bad, bad, James. I don't bring yeah. up Emily. Don't bring up Emily. I won't say that you You know were... better. All right, all right. You've done so well. Yes. Don't was... let six Pinot Noirs I just want to look take at you back. a little de self-deprecating humor. No, I hate self-deprecating humor. Ask my husband with a scar. And then also ask me. And yes. And hear about the cannibal who I'm ate his not... own kind about self-deprecating humor. And you noticed I haven't made much in the way of self-deprecating humor jokes of late. Or around me. Or around you, but in late in general. Okay, Did you hear about good. the cannibal comedian? He ate his own foot and then about uh, seven hours later engaged in self-defecating humor. Oh, oh. that is gross. Yeah, so that on that note. That is worse than your sex jokes. It's Emily's fault. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that this is de degenerating into foil throwing... Uh, let me get each of you a glass of the Pinot that you desire. I need to go home. Before yes. you go home. I don't need to have a glass. I will watch you guys have a glass. Okay, okay. that's cool. Uh, I'm Gavre Chamberton. Uh, yes, sir. That's oui. what uh, I am going Vive l'Empereur. Uh, if it's good enough for Napoleon, it's good enough for me. Yes. And as much as I like the Arizona and as much as I love the Taylor's Pass... Sometimes there is no world but the old world. Absolutely, that Chamberton is a with, labyrinth of complexity. And I think with Pinot, that's just the case. Um, 
the old world. Old world is best world. Mm-hmm. I'm still gonna. I'll give you a taste here. Taste. Thank you. Uh, on that note. Salut. 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 Chin chin. Toast in French. Chin chin. Is that French? That's Spanish. Oh. Mm. I actually think that a lot of people say chin chin in Europe. Kampai. That's a Japanese toast. Of course, you could also say bonsai. That's also a legitimate Japanese toast. If we're going to throw out Eastern European languages, uh, Yorbusun. Yorbusun. May there be a road in Mongol. <laughs> Wait, I want to hear the Greek one again. Yasas. Mm. And there we have it, the Pinot Blind Tasting. We Good night, it. everybody. Good night. Good night.